Hello, and welcome to Cousin Chat, where we talk about what matters. And what matters today is a little conversation I want to have um, with Dayborn Westbrook about Black-owned businesses. Dayborn, say hello to the people. Hello, everyone. Yes, Dayborn um, has been on here for several chats, and I wanted to talk a little bit about a little bit today about um, Black-owned businesses and why they sometimes fail or, you know, struggle a lot. And um, I uh, just wonder sometimes why they, a lot of them just don't make it. Why do you think that is? I think there's a few factors to why Black-owned businesses or businesses, period, fail. But I think one that really affects our community or affects the, the, the black business owners is the lack of knowledge going into business. Mm. Um, we may have the skill set. Let's just say you're an auto detailer. I'm sitting in my truck now. So let's just say you're an auto detailer. You know everything there is to know about detailing a car and making a car look great. But do you know the business side of it? Do you know whether you should be an LLC or S Corp? Do you know how to make sure you're maximizing all of your tax credits? Do you know the in-depth part of business, not just the action of business, but the business of business? I think that's a problem for some Black-owned companies. And then another thing, too, is like with me, with my businesses, I would prefer, and I know this sounds bad, I may get some backlash, but I would prefer to deal with people outside of my race because a lot of times, our race wants to hook up mm-hmm. on everything. Uh, they're the type that, hey, if this service or if this fee is $500, they say, hey, can you do it for 300 And then a lot of times, especially with a new business, we feel, well, a little bit of money is better than no money. And then you adopt that mentality and you undervalue yourself. You undervalue your services. But you gotta remember, you still have to pay your lights in your business. You still have to pay your water. You still have to pay your your taxes. You still have to renew your license every year. You still have to pay for your P.O. box if that's something that you're doing. You still have to pay for equipment, supplies, things of that nature. So I think the lack of knowledge going into business and the lack of knowledge of knowing how to maintain a business and separate business and personal feelings. When you talk about supplies and maintaining, do you think that sometimes now, in this case, I'm about to talk about restaurants specifically. Do you think that sometimes they may underestimate how successful they might be when they first open? And the reason I'm asking is because I know sometimes I try to support Black-owned businesses or say restaurants when they first open because I, I know it's important like when they first open to get the numbers up you know and you, you just want those numbers to be successful you know the big numbers but a lot of times like the the food will run out the supplies don't meet the demand and it's like oh come on guys you just open and you're already out of this you know item like come on like you just open like do you think that sometimes they kind of underestimate how successful they're going to be like and then sometimes you'll go and then the items aren't on the menu like they forget to say 
erase it or just you know just just different things i mm. think sometimes happen and then sometimes you go to the website it says they're open at 12 and then you'll go there right. and then it's like oh well we're not open yet it's like oh my god like right. you know like i'm trying you know what mm. i'm saying i'm trying to support you so well, i'm right. sorry i kind of put two things in there in one but mm. do you think that might be the case sometimes when it comes to the supplies and the demand part Absolutely. I think they underestimate and in some cases they overestimate because like you just said, underestimating, okay, you don't, you're, you're a chicken joint, but you ran out of chicken at two o'clock in the afternoon on a Sunday, right after church. I mean, come on, you know, a lot of times what we do is, and then you have to understand too, when you're first opening a business, you may not have all the capital that you need or you really, really want to provide the service that you really want to give. Most businesses don't don't become profitable until five years after they open it. Mm. You're lucky if you be if you actually turn a profit within two two and a half years. Um, especially when you're talking about a restaurant. There's so many things that you have to pay for, so many insurances that you have to have, health care for your uh, or, or insurances for your, uh, your your employees and different things of that nature. But again, that goes back to what you were saying about not having this item or if the item is gone not erasing it from the board that goes back to again lack of knowledge not really understanding or being overwhelmed a lot of times we get overwhelmed with what we have going on that we do lack in a lot of areas we do forget to do a lot of things or a lot of things do get overlooked and one of the main things sad to say that gets overlooked in business is customer service Customer service, even though we're customer service driven, that tends to get put on the back burner because you're trying to deal with the whirlwind. You're still trying to get these orders out. You're still trying to make sure that this is not undercooked, even though people have been waiting for 30 minutes and different things of that nature. So a lot of times we may not have the support group that we need. And then sometimes we may not just, we may just not have the ability to sustain or get things going the way the way that we really want them to go. I'll say, for example, for myself, of course, I do property management and I do floor care and I do janitorial services and I do the whole shebang. And one job, when I first started, I went into the job. It was a huge job. I was thinking, oh, this is going to make me. I'm going to be great. I went in. First thing I messed up on is I underestimated. This job, I should have charged three times what I what I did charge didn't understand the cost of, of, of labor. I can't do it by myself. I didn't under, understand the cost of equipment and supplies. That's two different things. Didn't understand that. So on this job that I thought was going to make me actually broke me because I spent more than I made. Mm. And a lot of times we get so ready. We're so ready to make this business pop that we make decisions without really thinking them through. And that can hinder us a good bit. I know it did for me. So now, <clears throat> another thing what I do is I never undervalue myself. I never undervalue my knowledge. I never undervalue my services. So I charge accordingly. And if you don't agree with that, then guess what? There's 20 other people who will. So I think we underestimate a lot of times. Then some other times we overestimate. We think we're the bomb. We got this locked down. And then when we get into what we need to do, we find out we don't know as much as we think we do. And you're right, though. All of those things have to work together because, like, if you're in, say, a restaurant and the food is amazing, 
but the customer service is awful. Like the, the cashier, the person ringing everything up, if, her, if his or her attitude is nasty, the person is walking out. They're not even gonna stay there and order food. So it, it all works together. You know, right. if the person ringing up the food doesn't know what they're doing, nobody's gonna wait in line and, and, and even place an order. They're walking out. I've seen it happen. Where the person, like the, yeah. the system was new, she, the poor thing didn't know what she was doing and I was just standing there just as patient because I'm trying to support this new business. Mm -hmm. and she, she didn't know what was going on. Right, I was just right. like, it's okay, I'll wait, you know, no problem. But the people behind me, they were like, look, I'm leaving and they left. And so I felt bad, but you know, I some people just are not willing to wait, you know. But um, right. another reason I was thinking that sometimes um, a lot of black owned businesses fail is uh, a lot of them are family oriented, but maybe all of the family didn't buy in. Mm -hmm. You know how sometimes you have the generations and it's almost kind of like you grow into the family business. Right. But you didn't necessarily want to be a part Absolutely. of the family business. Absolutely. But junior, it's your turn to take over the reins. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? We set this up for you. Right. But Junior doesn't want to do it. Junior's got his own dreams. You know what I'm saying? Right. And so now Junior just doesn't have the dedication in his heart that Bobby Sr., you know what I'm saying, had. Right. And so, you know, I, I think sometimes things like that happen. I think also sometimes communication. You know, when mm -hmm. you talk about... Um, family-oriented businesses, um, communication is a big deal because sometimes those difficult conversations are not had because mm -hmm. it's, you know, it's a slippery slope when it comes to family and business in those difficult conversations because now you're dealing with feelings, you mm -hmm. know? So I, I think that that's uh, one of the reasons why sometimes decisions don't get made or you know, just things mm -hmm. go under the radar that need to really be upfront, or sometimes things happen um, or go far too long, and then now it's too late. And now look at what is happening. You know, how right, can you right. say something a long time ago? Well, I didn't know how to, you know, and now it's too late. Right, you know? right. What are your thoughts? And I think another thing, everything you said is exactly right. And I think another thing too is two things, proper planning ahead of time. I think we jump into things too soon. Um, we don't map out. We don't think about all the variables, about what, the, what all the all all the what ifs, all the different scenarios and things that could happen. And then another thing too, and I know I might catch backlash on this too. A lot of us sometimes are, are a little lazy as well. When you're starting a business, and you're doing a business, your life is that business. If your life does not become that business, your business does not sustain your life. No. And like for a great, great example, since COVID hit, I no longer go to the barbershop. Me, Darren and I, our barber comes to the house to cut our hair. So for the last year, we've had a standing appointment of one o'clock on Sunday. Well, today my barber gets to the house at two o'clock. Dude, last week he got there at 145. The week before that he got there at 129. The week before that he got so a, a lot of time. Yes, and we've been doing this for a year. 
So a lot of times I think we get lax. We don't have the discipline. Now he's a phenomenal barber. But if I have to wait an hour and I've had to call you to see where you are and different things of that nature, your tips drop. I'm not tipping you like I would have tipped you if you were here at 1245. You understand what I'm saying? So I, I think a lot of times we don't have the discipline that's necessarily needed. And a lot of times we get complacent as well. We get too relaxed. We get too relaxed in knowing, oh, I got this. Oh, I got the best ribs in town. Everybody's going to come. Well, if I had to wait an hour and a half for my ribs, there's a joint down the street. Don't get it twisted, you know? So I think that's an issue as well. Or, and a lot of us uh, like there will be other rib joints in the future. Like, this is not the last one to ever be built. Right. You know? And, Absolutely. you know, guys, we're not just saying that it's only Black-owned businesses that these Absolutely things not. are, you know, possible. We're just talking about, you know, our experiences with some Black-owned businesses. I mean, we know that there are white-owned and other you know, ethnicity owned businesses that these issues pop up too. But today we're just talking about, you know, black owned businesses and why sometimes they just fail or just don't succeed because I, the majority of the black owned businesses that I have supported are actually doing well. Like they, you know, I've had great experiences with black owned businesses. It's just, I'm just talking about actually just a few, just trying to figure out why is it that some of them do fail or just you know trying to understand it because um you know there is such a great push to support to support black owned businesses and i just really want them to succeed but i also want us to understand what it takes to succeed right no and i think i think one thing that's very very important is anything in customer service it's all about the experience. That's why Walt Disney was so was so successful because he understood the value of an experience. Maya Angelou said, um, it's not what you say and it's not what you do, but it's how you make somebody feel. Mm-hmm. I know I didn't say that correctly, but you know, that's the gist of it. It's how you feel when you walk into an establishment, the ambiance, the cleanliness of that establishment, the customer service, the smile, the greeting you got when you came in, the thank you, please come again, and hey, I'm gonna throw in an ice cold tea for you just for your weight. Those things, what makes your experience is what makes you in the future have more customers, return customers. It's all about customer retention. And I think a lot of times, not just with us, but with businesses in general, they forget that this is all experience driven. The better experience you provide, the more customers you have returned. I thank you for listening to this um, Cousin Chat. And I just, um, uh, if you want to follow Cousin Chat, please do so on uh, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can listen to our podcast on CousinChat.com. That's C-U-Z-N-C-H-A-T.com. Links to the streaming platforms are there as well, such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and the other streaming platforms. And we always leave you with a takeaway, you know, just something to think about. And so my takeaway for today would be to just continue to support Black-owned businesses as much as possible. And if you should come across a Black-owned business that is somewhat lacking, then just send them some direct feedback to try to help them, you know, because blasting them on the internet is not helping them. 
you know, you don't want to tear anybody down. There's enough of that going around. They don't need, you know, we don't need any negativity out there. Just send them some direct feedback to help them and build them up. Devon, do you have any um, anything to add to the takeaway? Yeah, I would definitely say before um, jumping out into your business, do all of your research. Make sure you're knowledgeable on, on whatever field you're going into and then understand that you're not going to make a profit. You're not going to be the next Bezos or the next Gates in, in, in two weeks. Just understand that it's a process and you never stop learning. You never stop learning. So that's my takeaway. Yes. And so I just like to say peace and blessings to all of the black owned businesses out there. Keep doing what you're doing and um, much success to all of you. So until we come back, I'm Donna. I'm Dayborn. All right. Be blessed, everybody. Bye bye.